0: More tornadoes occur in the United Kingdom per square mile than in any other country in the world. This is Simple Joe for Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. wonder how many tornadoes have occurred on the Isle of Wight mentioned the weather in the Isle of Wight yesterday this would have been a good factoid for them today. yeah I've seen a tornado live uh, not not terribly close but I actually saw one saw one live. I was a kid back in the 70s and some big old tornadoes sweep through here in the Cincinnati area and uh, I was in the basement and I remember looking out the window seeing a tornado go across go across the horizon there. Freaked me out. A little bit then, but ever since then, I've been a huge fan, a huge fan of thunderstorms and lightning storms and tornadoes and all of that stuff I have. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that stands out on the porch or sits out on the balcony when, uh, when a thunderstorm or lightning storm is, is, is out there and the wife screaming (laughs) get in here, get in here. Well, hello, my friends. I'm simple Joe. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we are here together. Today, we're going to take a peek at the weather in Omaha, Nebraska. We're going to read about some manuscripts that were found from the medieval times that reveal some really bizarre medical remedies, and they often requested, The very popular, much, much more. So for my friends in or near Omaha, Nebraska, you're going to see a high of 82 degrees today with full on sunshine. How about that for fall weather? 82 degrees, full-on sunshine. High today of 82, low of 51. Tomorrow, you got some cloudy skies, 71 and 45. The same for Thursday, 63 and 38 with uh, overcast cloudy skies. So beautiful, full-on sunshine, summery day today. And uh, 71 and 63 for Wednesday and Thursday with overcast skies. Thank you so much for listening, Omaha, Nebraska. I certainly appreciate you, and I am grateful that you are there. Here in Cincinnati, Ohio, we're going to see a high of 75 degrees and a low of 46, not quite as warm as Omaha, but getting up there uh, with, uh, over well, partly sunny skies, we'll call it partly sunny skies today, 75 and 46 today, 78 and 51 tomorrow with overcast skies and 63 and 39 on Thursday with partly sunny skies. So 75 today, 78 tomorrow, 63 on Thursday here in Cincinnati with uh, a little, some beautiful weather Tuesday and Thursday, but. Uh, split by some cloudy skies tomorrow. Today in 1844, John Henry Hines was born. He, uh the founder of Hines, uh, heinz Food Company, the 57 varieties, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We lost John Hines in 1919, but they sure named a uh, they sure named a stadium after him, right? 1984, Eleanor Roosevelt was born. We lost Eleanor Roosevelt in 1962. Dottie West, country music singer, Dottie West was born today in 1932. We lost her in 1991. Daryl Hall uh, from uh, Hall and Oates, from Daryl Hall and John Oates, was born today in 1946. Uh, Commercially, he spells his name H-A-L-L, but it's actually spelled H-O-H-L. Did you know that? Bet you didn't. Born in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Happy birthday, John. Uh, Happy birthday, Daryl Hall. Steve Young was born today in 1961, quarterback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Luke Perry was born today in 1980. 66 we lost luke perry in 2019 uh founder of paypal peter thiel peter Thiel was born today in 1967 emily deschanel was born today in 1976 remember her from bones the tv show bones her uh sister zoe deschanel was in uh, elf and a couple other things both really good actors Bo brady was born today in 1981 from home and away australian actor uh, Michelle Wie was born today in 1989. Golfer Michelle Wie, and Cardi B was born today in 1992. How about that? Today is World Sight Day. If you have sight, if you can see, if you nobody that can, that can that can see, well, today's the day to celebrate World Sight Day. It's also National Sausage Pizza Day. Talked about this a lot. We have Pizza Day, right? We have probably International Pizza Day, and then they have days that break out. Break up the pizzas like sausage pizza day and pepperoni pizza day and cheese pizza day and anchovy pizza day. Don't like anchovies. Um, So, yeah, today's national sausage pizza day. Day. I have an affection for pizza, uh, real affection for pizza. So I might celebrate national sausage pizza day today. And if you celebrate national sausage pizza day today, let me know. And it's also General Pulaski Memorial Day. Who is General Pulaski? Let's take a look. General Pulaski Memorial Day on October 11th honors a Polish hero of the American Revolution. The day is set aside in the United States to recognize Casimir Pulaski, a Polish immigrant. Over 2 centuries ago, he joined the Continental Army and soon rose to the ranks of brigadier general. Alongside General George Washington, he built a legacy that included raising an arm, an army of the colonial military is an arm of the colonial military as yet undeveloped, the cavalry as such, he became known as the father of the American Calvary Wall. How about that? Today is General Pulaski Memorial Day. If any of these days mean anything to you, if they hold some kind of significance in your heart, I hope you celebrate. I hope you celebrate in a way that brings you joy, happiness, and fulfillment, in in and in only in a way that National Sausage Pizza Day can. Well, this story comes from CNN, where apparently... Some, uh, some manuscripts were found, some medieval manuscripts were, was, uh, were found that revealed some really bizarre medical remedies. So from CNN, while nowadays you might have some chicken soup to fight a cold, a new project unearthing manuscripts up to 1,000 years old reveals the bizarre medical remedies recommended by those in the medieval area. The violence of, me, of the medieval society is detailed in the recipes from gruesome animal-derived treatments To advice on how to set broken bones to determine whether a skull has or determine whether a skull has been fractured. The UK's Cambridge Cambridge University Library has launched the two-year project to digitize, catalog, and conserve the more than 180 medieval manuscripts manuscripts containing approximately 8,000 unedited handwritten medical recipes. So this is they. So they're they are digitizing all of these uh, recipes and uh, cures and remedies from the medieval times. Uh, I, I wonder how long it will take for somebody to actually try these in in modern day, right? Uh, to actually try these some of these weird ones in modern day. Some of the safe ones, or some I think there's some in here that are pretty odd. Most, most of the manuscripts date to the 14th or 15th centuries, with the oldest being 1,000 years old. Some are simple pocketbooks designed to be carried around and could have been made by medical practitioners themselves, according to a news release from the University of Cambridge Wednesday. The recipes typically comprise of a short series of simple instructions similar to a modern-day prescription or cookbook. In the text's, There are common ingredients that we are familiar with today, including herbs like sage, rosemary, thyme, and mint, as well as spices such as cumin, uh, pepper, and ginger. However, there are also some questionable ones, particularly those deriving from animals. Suffering from gout, one medieval treatment involved stuffing a puppy with snails and sage and roasting the animal over a fire. I am so sorry, dog lovers. I'm a dog lover. The rendered fat was then used to make an ointment. An alternative recipe proposed salting an owl and baking it until it could be ground into a powdery and mixed into a powder and mixed with boar's grease to make an ointment to rub onto the sufferer's body. What about cataracts? One recipe suggested mixing a hare's gallbladder with honey and applying it to the eye with a feather. This was a three-night course of treatment. These recipes are a reminder of the pain and precarity of medieval life before antibiotics, before antiseptics, and before analgesics, as we know them all today before analgesics, as we would know them all today says James Freeman, a medieval manuscript specialist at Cambridge university library, who is leading the curious cures project. So this project is called curious cures. Apparently behind every recipe, However, distinctly, there lies a human story, experiences of illness and pain, but also the desire to live and to be healthy. Some of the most moving are those remedies that speak of the hopes of of, or tragic disappointments of medieval people. A recipe for a recipe, quote, for to make a man and woman to get children, unquote, to know whether a pregnant woman carries a boy or girl or to deliver a woman of a dead child. He added. Flesh that grows in a man's eye, virulent ulcers and cancers are just some of the troubling ailments revealed in the recipe books that affected medieval people. The digital images of the manuscripts together with detailed descriptions and trans- transcriptions produced by the project catalogers will be published and made freely available for anyone to access on the Cambridge, on the Cambridge digital library, said Freeman. The aim is to help both researchers and the public understand understand study and value these unique and irreplaceable artifacts," he added. So this is really interesting, and and here's here's what I find most interesting: these were recipes that seem barbaric to us, but they were, I would say, fairly common back then. This is what they thought would help you, uh, help your help your illnesses or help your diseases or help whatever ills you right. And they had to be at some level time tested and experience. So how much of this would have been the placebo effect? People felt in their mind that, that, um, I don't know, something like, where's a recipe here? Um, for cataracts, one recipe suggested mixing a hare's gallbladder with honey and applying it to the eye with a feather. This was a three-night course of treatment. So cataracts are a physiological issue, okay? I mean, you have, a, you have a cataract growing over your lens, physically growing over your lens. It's not in your head. I've had cataracts. I had them removed a couple years back. So my question is, why? Why this treatment and did it work? Because if they continued using it, I mean, there had to be some, some success in this treatment. And how how was this successful? Why did they use this treatment? Was it placebo? And if it was the placebo effect, was the was this placebo effect brought on? Was the cure brought on, or was it did it actually cure cataracts? We we think ah that's it, it didn't work, but. They continued using these cures. They continued using these remedies. So did they work? Why did they work? How did they work? And also think about this. Um, How much of today's modern medicine will a thousand years from now, will people look back and say, did you know that they did this? Or did you know that they did that? Did you know that they cured a broken a broken leg by wrapping a, a hard object around it and made it to immobilize them for weeks on end? Did you know? Can you believe that they did that? Or they operated in this way? They used this for this for brain surgery? They actually cut into people? How barbaric is that? How did that even work? I wonder if people a thousand years from now will look back at some of the medical uh, medical remedies and medical cures that we have today, and wonder how did that even work? How barbaric! How did that even work? It makes you think. Makes you think what what's actually what's actually happening here, right? I mean, how is how is suffering from gout one medieval? It says suffering from gout. One medieval treatment involved stuffing a puppy with snails and sage and roasting the animal over a fire. My like, my gosh, are you kidding me? But how much how how many of today's when if people look back a thousand years, how many of today's cures and uh, remedies will people look back and say, "Are you kidding me?" So what what made what made these work if they did work, and if they didn't work, why'd they keep using them over and over again? This is really interesting. Yeah, really. Maybe it was because maybe it was because this m- medicine person, whoever it is whatever they called them back then with these books kind of traveled from place to place and, and didn't really have, you know, they were there. They were just kind of, I don't know, the people thought it there thought they, this would work and then they moved to the next place and it didn't work, whatever. Anyway, isn't this interesting? Isn't this interesting that, that these cures at some level had to work somehow, right? Because they if they kept using them and again, a thousand years from now, when people look back at today's medicine, what will, uh, what will they think? Very interesting. Very interesting. Let's wrap it up right there. Tomorrow, we'll dig into another one of this week's headlines and we'll peek at the weather in Houston, Texas. I'll be flying into Houston, Texas next week. I have a business trip down in that area, the Texas, Louisiana area, that west texas or east texas louisiana area uh, if you want to give me your thoughts on the show send me an email joe at the Simplejoe.com, or text me at 513-399-6468 again 513-399-6468 if you just want to say hi i would love to hear from you and if you like listening to the show do me a favor will you share it with your friends on social media i would certainly appreciate that use the hashtag simple joe is my friend simple joe is my friend hope you're making great memories today Hope you're uh, spending time with the people who love you and the people who you love. And I hope you're giving them stories to talk about for generations to come. Let your legacy be memories because memories are better than stuff. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I love you, but not in a weird way. I'll talk to you later. Take care.